Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Coach. Andrew Bogish, Mark Malusis. Thank you for a couple minutes this morning. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it. Good Friday, and uh, we got a great weekend of college football ahead of us. We really do. Let, let's start here, though, Coach. I'm curious. Did did you have an issue at all with Clemson? And we know there's a lot of ways to a lot of a season left to go. But did you have an issue with Clemson sitting at five in the initial college football playoff ranking system? Uh, you know, not not really. Based on strength of schedule and performance this year. I think they're where they need to be. They've gotten better, but they did have the early win, which Ohio State has not, and uh, uh, Alabama has not. So, uh, of course, LSU by strength of schedule. And Penn State, their schedule is a little bit tougher. So, no, I had no problem right now with where they are. Why do you think Lawrence has struggled? As I mean, last year, and certainly it's going to be when he comes out in a, in a year, a year from now, into the NFL, he's going to be the number one quarterback taken. And a lot of people think he's the, the best quarterback prospect that college football has seen in like 20 years. Uh, why do you think Lawrence has struggled and, and has not dominated with the way that many people thought he was going to dominate this year, Coach? Well, I think a lot of it was self-imposed pressure. Uh, he had so much success as a true freshman. Then his performance in the national championship game and what they did offensively versus Alabama – the expectations were so high. I, I, you know, I even thought he's, he's coming into the season as the preseason favorite for the Heisman. And I think expectations were so high. It's it, it hard to remain execution at the level that he had, especially how he finished versus Alabama. And he threw some interceptions, and all of a sudden, a little negative publicity. Pressure builds on him, but it looks like he's settled back into the guy he was last year. Coach, let me go back to the Clemson college football playoff rankings question. Do, does Clemson care that Clemson's number five, or do they actually kind of like the added motivation of being out of the top four to start? No, I, I think one of Davos, I think all head coaches, the ones that are really successful are great motivators. He's a great motivator, and, and it's not like his team needed it. But, man, what a great tool they need down the stretch to, to go to his team and say, hey, again, us against the world, we don't get any respect. And plus, you got to remember, Dabo was a walk-on. Walk-on was I was a walk-on. They they played with an edge. He has never been a coordinator. He tried to get coordinators when he was with me. So he coaches with an edge. And now again, no respect. Oh, it's it's, it's I feel sorry for NC State this week. You know, you factor yeah, exactly right. You factor everything in here, Coach. Up until this stage, I know you're you know you you follow the ACC network, but you're on the ACC network, but. Uh, you follow all of college football. Who do you think the best team in the country is right now? Oh, I, I think I, I think it's LSU and Ohio State right now, based on who they played, based on strength of schedule, how they played, margin of victory. Uh, as, as Urban Meyer said, you know, it, it's who have you beaten. And I've always – most head coaches, that's, if they were on the committee, that would be their number one priority. Hey, who have you beaten them? And margin of victory, how bad have you beat them? So based on that, uh, yes, I think LSU and Ohio State are the best. I would about have to bracket them. If you made me pick one, I'd, I'd probably pick LSU over Ohio State if I were picking. 
Uh, let's stay with those Tigers and obviously the huge game with Alabama on Saturday. It's, it certainly seems, Tommy, that two is going to play, but I can't imagine he's 100%. Where do you think his game needs to be? 65%, 80% for them to actually win this game against LSU on Saturday or tomorrow already? Wow. Yeah, I, I think he'll be, be honest with you, I think he'll be close to Dylan. You know, for long, 32 years of coaching, 12 as a head coach, having quarterbacks and or I should say skilled athletes go through a half high ankle, ankle sprain. Uh, I think he'll be close to 100%. I think at least 90%, and I think that's good enough and high enough percentage for him to be effective versus LSU. He's going to have to be. I don't, I don't think there are other guys that could beat LSU, but I think him at 90% can because right now, you know, he was on, He might be the Heisman Trophy favorite. Uh, he was surely was going to the injury. So, uh, so at 90%, I think he's adequate. Uh, to, to beat LSU in, in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, a lot of people are giving Joe Burrow, the, the LSU quarterback, a lot of love for the being the Heisman Trophy favorite right now, the 30 touchdowns, the four interceptions. What's impressed you by the LSU quarterback with the play of the LSU quarterback, Coach? Well, a couple things. You know, the phrase, uh, close to 80%, unheard of. So his accuracy, uh, that includes runnable balls. You've got good skill. Don't throw it when they got to dive on the ground, jump up and fall down. Throw it where they can run and make plays. He does that. Throws under pressure. Throws under pressure. They've played a tremendous schedule. He's he's received more defensive pressure than any quarterback this year. And and to be close to 80% with that kind of pressure, uh, then the management skills, knowing the offense, things like that. But that would be the most impressive me. Accuracy under pressure against the people he's played. Isn't it amazing it took LSU this long to, to find a guy that can play the position that well? Well, you know, it cost the first guy's job. Les Miles wouldn't do it. Ed Orgeron wouldn't do it for the first few years. And finally he said, hey, I, I like it here. Let me do what Nick Saban did. <laughs> 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 and, and other people throwing the football. If he's going to cost me my job, then I, but let me try to see if I can imitate him. And they, finally they made a decision. They hired a guy that they felt comfortable with to give him the reins. And, uh, yeah, he made a wise decision, but I'm it, uh, surprised it took him this long. <laughs> That's why maybe Nick Saban's still in Alabama. He, he learned a little quicker. You know, Tommy, getting a sense here, just by the you know initial conversation on the game, two of plays, he's at 90%. You think, do you think Alabama wins that game at home against LSU tomorrow afternoon if two is at 90% playing? Yeah, I, I really do. With, with the week off and preparation, uh, both coaches are great. Obviously, preparing with open week, I think Nick Saban a little bit in his favor because his background, the pros, and the ability to analyze film in a short amount of time. I, I think that's an advantage for a college coaches coaching the, in the pros. And then, uh, so I, I just like the home environment, the, the extra week off, and I, I think it'll be a, a well-played uh, game, back and forth, lead changes, but I think Alabama comes out on top at the end. Tell me, how would you handle a game of this significance as a head coach of, of either one of these schools? Do you Can you make it feel like just a regular game, or do you have to kind of own the magnitude to have your guys ready for, 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 for kickoff? Well, you, tr- you have to try to as a head coach. You know you can't because of what they're reading, what they're hearing in class, what their family and friends and relatives will tell them on the phone when they call home, you know, social media. No, that, that it, it won't be a normal game, and the players will know it's not a normal game. Uh, yes, Nick Saban's going to say, "Hey, it's only one. We got another one next week. Play them one at a time." You know all the all all the things that coaches say, but 
the, the players will know LSU's and Alabama's is it, it's bigger than life uh, this year this week. You know, do you marvel? You know, want to get your thoughts on on two other undefeated teams that are battling out on on Saturday, and that's an up in Minnesota. It's an early game tomorrow, noon kickoff Eastern time, and the Golden Gophers entertaining Penn State. How about the job that PJ Fleck has done? With that Golden Gopher program here, I mean the the you know the eight no start is historic uh, for success for that program, and now Penn State comes to town. But really, kind of being the program builder and what he's been able to accomplish early on in his run up there in Minnesota, coach. Well, you know, first of all, it's it's got him what coaches like him uh, deserve, and, and and but again, with their agent smart, I'm sure their agent called uh, a couple days, couple weeks ago, and said, hey. Florida State is opening. They have called me. What do you want me to tell PJ? And all of a sudden, seven-year contract and, and more money. So he was he was the first of the guys to to reap the benefits of Willie Tiger's departure. But he he deserves it. And when you put yourself in a position, a place like Minnesota, win like he does, these things happen. You either go to another place and make a lot of money, or you can make a lot of money where you're at. And but you have to do a good job and get their attention. And that's that's what he's done. He did it at, a, at the Mac school, and now he's done it at a Big Ten school. And he's either going to do it at Minnesota, continually do it because he likes it, or he's going to end up in the SEC or at a Penn State, Michigan, or a little bit bigger a Big Ten school with a more tradition and history and money. Well, you brought up Florida State first. Uh, what's the maybe not a specific name, but the profile of a coach that makes sense to you taking over the Knowles? Well, the athletic director, you know, he's kind of new in his position. You can tell because he says, "Hey, we want to, we want a, a coach who can win a national championship." Well, yeah, but that means you probably need to get one that's either played in a playoff game or it's won a national championship. And I'm sure initially, when that job came open, he says, "Oh, yeah, listen, PJ, PJ Flex agent called, and I'm just giving you a situation that probably happened, and said that he would be interested." And all of a sudden, uh, they fire Willie Taggart. They're going to have this great A-list of coaches. They say, wait a minute, they're, they're not coming. <laughs> so I think when he made the statement that, hey, we want a coach who can win a national championship, he's going to see that he's going to be to his B-list pretty soon. The Bob Stoops, uh, P.J. Flex, and, and, and maybe Matt Campbell, Iowa State, yeah, those guys are not going to be as interested as their agents said they were before they got there. You know, Coach, is the Florida State job as attractive as many believe that it is or no? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, because of location, the talent in the state of Florida is unbelievable. And uh, they've, had, they, they've proven they've done it. They've, done, they've achieved a high level of success over a long period of time. There's got to be some intangibles that you have that make you capable of doing that. I know my father was a big part of it, but, but Jimbo said, hey, I can go in there and do the same thing. So if you get the right guy, it is, it is a great job. They've got the second-best talent in the ACC right now behind Clemson. Everybody's behind Clemson. But it's surely enough to go in there if it's the right guy and have immediate success and get that recruiting going back like uh, it has in the past you know and and listen he's getting a lot of money after he after he got fired but what about willie taggart and those you know and and you know that program you know the acc very very well what about only having 21 games to kind of you know mold that program in his like do you think that was enough time for willie taggart i think there were some signs that indicated uh that uh, it was not it was not going to head in that direction uh, the Bowden family are really fond of uh, Willie Taggart because of the way he treated my father and tried to bring him back in the fold. Went over to the house more than once, tried 
trying to get him out to practice. But uh, at Oregon, number one penalized team in the nation, he was there. Go to Florida State your first year, you're the number one penalized team in the nation. Miami game, you have a bunch of penalties. Uh, last year, the tackle for losses, they led the nation. This year, I think they're leading the nation or close to it, and tackle for losses allowed. That's got nothing to do with culture. It's got nothing to do with how Jimbo left. It's got nothing to do with talent level. That's putting a hat on a hat assignment-wise at the offensive line and getting Cam Mayford's a great back to the line of scrimmage. That penalties followed him. That wasn't good. And then, uh, and then the tackle for losses and, and performance on defense. So, And losing to teams where you had better talent. Things were not looking good, unfortunately, after a year and a half. And uh, I, I think I, I thought it might have been done at the end of the season. I didn't think they would do it now. Tommy, I want to ask you one more on, on a coaching search, and, and that is in, in the Big Ten, and that's Rutgers, who are you know had an interview with a, a former Scarlet Knight head coach, Greg Schiano, earlier in the week. Now, when, when Schiano was there, they were in, obviously, uh, two different conferences. Now they're in the Big Ten. We know they've struggled mightily in the Big Ten conference. You, know, you think that's – and we know the success he had there at Rutgers. What about going back to a guy that's already been there? Do you, do you like that idea of a program? Sometimes, uh, call Connecticut and Randy Edsel and see how that's working out right now. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's a good I point. I don't think it's, it's going good. So, sometimes it does, uh, more so than not. Now, Matt Brown, uh, the jury's still out, but you know the immediate success that he's had, he's called enthusiasm. I think that's a little bit more doable situation and, and uh, with better uh, foundation than what Rutgers has as far as what North Carolina has in the ACC. So with Matt Brown, I think it's going to work out. Randy Essel, it doesn't look like it is. So I think you flip a coin on a situation like this. But Greg Schiano is a, is, a, is a really good coach, and he's done it there. He knows what it takes. But, again, uh, they've got, they're fighting teams with a bigger stick. They're in the Big Ten now as opposed to what he was facing when he was there. Tommy Bowden, ACC Network Analyst, former head coach at college football. Hey, Tommy, thank you for the time this morning. Have yourself a wonderful Friday. Enjoy all the action tomorrow, right? Hey, hey November the 8th, Bobby Bowden's 90th birthday today. I'm headed over to Tallahassee to eat oatmeal with him. There you go. How, how's Dad doing? Oh, health is good. Mine's good. Uh, I'll go over this weekend and watch him sleep through a whole day of games. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Well, uh, send them our best and happy birthday to your dad. 90 years young. That's fantastic. Hey, have a good weekend. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.